Yo, 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 good morning, Nashville, good morning, Nashville, peace to the city, peace to the planet, again, we are bringing to you guys another episode of The Black Man, Vent 2, podcast, good morning, thank you guys again, Nashville, for joining us, um, on today, on Monday, we hope all is well with you guys, uh, my name is Jonathan Davis, I go by Junebook, and I'm Leon Davis Jr., I go by L Dog. We here again. You guys know what we're here to do. You guys know what we're here to talk about, man. Um, this is again the Black Man Vents Who Podcast. First things first, man, uh, we want to say thank you uh to Alex McKissick. Yeah. Um, yeah. he was our first host for our season one of Depression, uh, within a black man, episode two. Uh he came on, man, and 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 man, guys, Nashville, if you guys haven't had a chance yet to go back and listen to our second episode with Alex, man, please do. Um, Alex, man, if you hear me, bro, uh, I thank you. My pops, man, we thank you for yes. being transparent. Yes. We thank you for keeping it real. Uh, we thank you, man, for just, just being that voice and using your experience of depression and how it's affected you and uh, just coming on our podcast event. Pops, you got anything? Yeah, man, I just want to say that uh, Alex came in and Alex did a great job and he was real. He was very open about his situation and very transparent. And that's what we as black men have to do. We have to be open and transparent in order to be able to see how to go about dealing with our situations in a different way. Because sometimes right. we deal with stuff, man, in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even understand why we're doing it. Right. But when you talk about these things and get these things in the open, man, that's how you're able to heal. That's how you're able to see it from a different perspective. And that's how you're able to move on and move past a bad situation and really turn uh, turn our lemons into lemonade, man. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. we again, right. we thank Alice for coming on. And that's what we need black men to just be open so that we can help somebody. But that's what our journey in life is all about helping others, man, to be better. So we just want to help the next black man be better. That's it, man. We, we again, I, I don't, Nashville, y'all correct me if I'm wrong. We are the only uh, Nashville black, excuse me, beautifully, beautifully black based podcast that discusses and talks about black man issues i don't think i know no other one in the city but us in the city with that being said just wanted to touch on um a little bit of the analytics within um the black man Ventu podcast we had a total of so far within the last two episodes as well as our trailer um on our um podcast platform we had a total of 69 total plays uh, man, and that's just that just makes me feel good personally, man, because uh, we've only been in this for three weeks and um, already have been receiving such great traction, such great support. And uh, again, Nashville and to anybody outside of Nashville that has had the opportunity to just listen to us vent, man, we thank you. Um, wanted to touch as well on um, we, we found out I, I, I joked with it about my dad because we had uh, one listener from the United Kingdom. And uh, this is this is a fact. We don't we don't present nothing else but facts on the Black Man Ventu podcast. But this is a fact. Uh, we looked into our um, analytical part of our platform and realized that we had a international listener on the Black Man Ventu podcast. Yeah. Man, and 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 pops. I don't know if you want to touch on that, man, but that, that's pretty awesome to me. Yeah, man. I tell you what, it's just good to get out in the open, man, and again just reach out to the masses. And uh, like you said, uh, we just thankful that uh, somebody even thought about checking us out so with that being said we just hope that whoever listens to us make us one of your uh, click that uh notification and make us subscribe. a follow man. Yeah, yeah, subscribe. subscribe to yeah, us yeah, man yeah. and uh yeah. yeah give us some uh give us some uh something to work with man so that'll yeah. make us want to even strive to be bigger and better yeah definitely man definitely to 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 the the young lady the young man um who did uh subscribe to us from the united kingdom we want to say we see you we hear you and we thank you 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely thank you for that, and um, we're just gonna continue. We just yeah, we're gonna continue, guys, to keep uh, going on within the podcast, and uh, we have a host here today yeah. that's going to give his uh, uh, his background, his story, his. Uh, his, his understanding of depression and just how he's dealt with it as a black man in Nashville. I'm a good friend of mine. And um, again, he's going to come after the uh, next couple of segments uh, at the end of our podcast and give to you guys his BMI, his body mass index of how he deals with depression, yes. being a black man in Nashville. Yes. Subscribe to us, guys. Follow us as you click on your various platforms, the Google Podcast, the Anchor app, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow. This is The Black Man, Ventu Podcast. Good morning. Good morning, Nashville, and welcome to one of our segment breaks of this episode of Black Men Vent 2. And for this segment break, I would like to introduce us to a new segment this morning. And the segment that I would like to introduce us to will be called BMVT Hometown Hero. BMVT Hometown Hero. And for this segment, I would like to introduce to some and present to others Mr. Leo Kwame Lillard. Mr. Leo Kwame Lillard. Mr. Lillard was born on September the 16th, 1939. Unfortunately, he passed away on December the 20th of 2020. He was 81 years old. He had been married to his wife, Evelyn, for 53 years. Mr. Lillard grew up in South Nashville on Hawkins Street, one block off of 12th Avenue South near the New Hope Missionary Baptist Church. After graduating from Pearl High School in 1957, he went on to what was then known as Tennessee Agricultural and Industrial State College, where he majored in mechanical engineering. Mr. Lillard personifies the irrepressible spirit that defined the Nashville movement and is a lifelong advocate and activist for civil rights and the advancement of the movement's legacy. A devoted disciple of Jim Lawson and Kelly Miller-Smith he was significantly involved in the management of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee's Nashville Movement Offices, the Nashville Sit-Ins, and in the coordinating of the Freedom Rise and training of Freedom Riders. Kwame Lillard has challenged both Tennessee State University and the city of Nashville to remember their roots in the movement, the recognition of the students of SNCC, and the city's responsibility to advance the gains made possible by the movement. His knowledge of the history of Tennessee State University and the Nashville movement remains an emotional recollection, and at the same time, his advocacy has taken on a currency that shows his equally genuine passion for the legacy of the Nashville movement and his vision for this city of Nashville. Little also worked to celebrate black culture in Nashville, organizing Juneteenth celebrations and the African Street Festival, both as a council member and an engaged resident. Little continued throughout his life to be an advocate for equality, noting the long road ahead. In an interview, Mr. Mr. Little said, 
My grandson will be fighting for freedom. His grandson will be fighting for freedom. Little said in a video interview with USA Today about two years ago, freedom is not a destination, it's a journey. We're all on the journey and we need to hold hands and stay on the journey. One of our councilmen here in Nashville, Sister Brenda Gilmore, said uh, on an interview, she said this about Mr. Lillard. She said Mr. Lillard was a street fighter for justice and the founder of the African Street Festival. Lillard fought tirelessly for the causes of justice and equality in Nashville, Gilmore said. It was an honor and a privilege to work with him over the years to stand up for what is right for this community. Our city is a better place as a result of his advocacy and leadership. Mr. Lillard had dedicated his whole life to making sure that things were done right. And I remember one time when I was a student at American Baptist College, Mr. Lillard came to speak to one of our classes. And I remember his humility, and I remember him expressing to us all the things that he went through during the Nashville sit-ins and the movement. And he was just trying to encourage us basically to keep the movement alive. And he was trying to basically tell us that one day he was going to be passing the torch on. So that's what we're here to try to do on this podcast is just try to continue to help pass the torch along. So our BMVT hometown hero for this segment was and is Mr. Leo Kwame Lillard. Thank you, Mr. Lillard. Yo, 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 good morning again, Nashville. Good morning again. Um, we're back. This is the Black Men Vent 2 podcast. Good morning. Uh, here we go, guys. Uh, another episode, man. The body mass index of depression in a black man. Uh, we have a host here, um, a good friend of mine. And um, we met uh, in high school, uh, just, just walking the halls, man, and just, just going through the, the motions of, of, of dealing with, you know, uh, high school stuff as, as a black man. <laughs> so uh, met met my boy in high school, man, and uh, we came to terms of we uh you know liking the same things man we we pretty good at uh basketball and you know what i'm saying we built our relationship really just off of that platform and just venting to each other he comes to vent to me i come to vent to him we we talk to talk and you know what i'm saying man we really um um we really just man really have became close friends basically off of venting uh to be completely honest with y'all nashville and um he's here today with us um again guys nashville good morning this is the Black Man Ventu Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3, The Body Mass Index of Depression in a Black Man with my guy, Andrew Starks. Drew, how you feeling today? What's up with you, man? I'm feeling good. Word, 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 man. How's your morning so far? It's cool so far. A little, you know, a little breakfast. Got that little energy in me. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you, man. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, man. With um, with our last episode, man, did you get a chance to check us out, man? How did you How did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Alex touched on uh, a lot of stuff that black men won't feel comfortable speaking about, and right. uh, so shout out to Alex. He did a very good job of um, putting that into words that. 
a lot mm-hmm. of people can relate to. Right, right, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely, man. Yeah. Well, man, um, just as we mentioned, man, we uh, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for being on our um, third episode, man. And um, again, we're just going to continue Nashville to keep bringing black men like Andrew on, man, to yeah. get his story across and um, continue to just touch on the things that black men deal with as issues in Nashville. Pops. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, again, we thank uh, uh, Drew for being on today, and uh, just another young, positive black brother, man, that uh, that I've known through the years. Just watch him and my son interact together, and I, I've even got a chance to see him hoop a little bit. They get out a little bit every now and then, so it's all good. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, what we want to what we want to deal with today, we want to continue this discussion on depression because evidently, man, this is a thing that's really. Uh, 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 major in our society for black men, right. and because most guys I talk to on my job, it's always a situation where some type of way they're dealing with depression, but they don't want to call it that. Right. And I think right. that's what we miss it at, man, is that we won't want to call it what it is. If it's an apple, it's an apple. It's not orange. Right. So we want to right. make sure we right. call it for right. what it is, right. man. Yeah. So with that yeah. being said, I'm thankful Andrew coming on him. We just gonna get into his 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 situation, man, and he gonna bring it to us raw, just like we like it, man. Just like you want to hear it, because uh, you yeah. know we don't like letting it be covered up, man. I, mm-hmm. I like sugar coated. I man, like yeah. mine raw, man. I don't know when I used to drink, I like it. I used to like it straight, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> straight no chaser. So That's it. yeah. That's so it. with that being That's said, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna recap these. Uh, I'm gonna recap these symptoms, man. Yeah. And once yeah. I recap these symptoms, then we are gonna let Drew just take off, man. So as we talked about in the first two episodes, man. I got this, uh, these uh, symptoms from blackdoctors.org, blackdoctors.org. And again, it's just a way of us notifying and understanding when we're dealing with depression and really, again, just call it for what it is. So the first symptom, and I'm going to rattle them off, man, and then we're going to let Drew come on and give us his thing. But the first thing they said, if you see somebody sleeping too much or sleeping too little, that's a sign of depression. If you see somebody complaining about pain all the time, physical pain, that's a sign of depression. If you see someone that seems as though they, are, they, they, they lose focus, they have loss of focus, that's a sign of depression. Mm-hmm. If you see somebody uh, always acting out in anger, that's mm-hmm. a sign of depression. If you see someone that is just all the time seem like they're just stressed, mm-hmm. they're just stressed, they never have a, a situation where they are happy about anything. It's always a stressful conversation, yeah. stressful situation. That's a depressed, that's a depressed brother. Yeah. If you see somebody overly abusing substances, mm-hmm. that's a, in other words, substance abuse. Mm-hmm. That's somebody that's dealing with depression. Here's another one. The one that always clicked my bell, sexual dysfunction. Mm. If you see a brother having some <laughs> sexual dysfunction, I know that brother depressed. That's depression. <laughs> That's depression. And last, <laughs> and last but not least, suicidal thoughts. If you see somebody that always have a comment or some kind of situation where they talking about they want to take themselves out, Mm-hmm. That's a brother that's having or dealing with depression. Right. So that man said, we're going to let Drew come on, man, and just give us his story, give us his situation. We're going to roll like that. Drew, talk to me. Uh, looking from those symptoms, I'd probably say I had loss of focus. Wow. And then another mm-hmm. one that I had that I don't... It wouldn't be uh, in terms on that paper, but um, it was... Uh, this was in high school. Um, it was a time... My mom and dad, they got married, and then they got, like, divorced. Mm-hmm. But it was a thing that, like, they were always separated anyway, so I already mm-hmm. knew. Right. But it was a time where I would go to school, go to practice, go to my little after-school program, and come home, i say three, four months, and I wouldn't say anything when I walk in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I'm cool. I'm Drew that you know at school and everywhere else. But as soon as I step at home, my beats was on and I didn't say anything. Isolation. Yeah. 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 I was in my room just minding my business and would come out, get my food, go back in my room, and I would just mind my business. So I think that that's another thing that um, black men... Mm, deal isolate. with is isolated we, yeah. we tend to isolate ourselves man and, that's big and, yeah, yeah and just cut off we cut off the world basically yes and mm-hmm. we don't want to deal with anybody or anything and we right. just try to punch through everything but sometimes yeah. you gotta you know add a little finesse to it try mm-hmm. to like like we said in last week's episode of trying to be strong you know what i'm saying you'll see the the outward appearance in um you know in a male figure that that Physically, he looks strong, but internally, he has some weak factors. He has some weak indicators that may not externally be present mm-hmm. to where you're seeing it internally inside. Um, you know, so yeah, Drew, I can I can definitely touch on that. Pops, you got anything on that? Yeah, man, I'm just you know, like you said, and and, and these signs are general signs. But that one right there, what you just mentioned, yeah, they maybe black doctor, oh, they might have missed one. Yeah. Because that, uh, isolation, that isolation, man, yeah. that's big because, you know, you can see it within yourself that when you don't want to be around nobody. And, and really, you probably weren't suicidal, but if you'd have mm-hmm. kept going at that rate, that would probably could have led because you isolate yourself so much that nobody knows what you're dealing with. The mm-hmm. next thing you know, you're like, man, what what happened? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? With, also, that, mm-hmm. with that isolation, man, I wanted to ask you, uh, Nashville, have you heard of Black Man Ben today? Um, with that isolation, how did it affect uh, other parts in your life? Uh, like I know we mentioned, man, we hoop a lot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I know you had a stint where you were on the basketball team and whatnot, man. Touch on just how in other entities and other portions of your life, uh, depression hits you in that in that way, man, and just how it affected in those areas. I think me personally, because um, my depression was like a different type of depression. So like mm-hmm. it made me like with basketball, it made me want to push more. It mm-hmm. it gave me like a harder work ethic mm-hmm. towards every mm-hmm. other facet of my life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than like home life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like basketball, school, school it did drop off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I guess the extracurricular activities, it made me want to be like that much better mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go home. Right. So yeah, I just well, wanted that makes to. Sense. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, makes you want to spend time doing something yeah. else. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. basketball is always an escape for me mm-hmm. anyway. Right. So I think that's why I was so good at it. Mm-hmm. But once I hit that door, it was like, I don't care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. sleeping so I can get up and leave the house. Yeah. The house mm-hmm. is a hotel. Because mm-hmm. that was like. Hotel or wow. prison, whichever way you want to put it. But wow. I didn't want to be there, so wow. um, it just pushed me. That was me. the image. You're not yeah. basically saying you yeah, lived in a, it in a hotel. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. a prison, Sim- guys, symbolism. Nashville. Symbolism, yeah. <laughs> symbolism. I was like, man, you yeah. y'all had him in prison. <laughs> like, like, was that the, the Regency Inn of Trinity? No, no. No, no, no. little symbolism right there. Yeah. Symbolism. But that's, what it, that's yeah. what it seemed like to me. And mm-hmm. it wasn't anything that anybody was necessarily doing. It was things that I was going through and events that impacted me and I just necessarily didn't know how to deal with them. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. how I dealt with them. Let me ask you this, man. So with you dealing with that separation, you know, uh, or your family being uh, broke, you know, basically broken up, mm-hmm. did your mother or your father ever come to you directly and talk about this situation? So my mom's, because our relationship has never been like close or strong, but mm-hmm. it was the relationship. And mm-hmm. I, um, mm-hmm. she tried to, and she tried to put me in therapy, mm-hmm. um, which for me personally, therapy just doesn't work. 
mm-hmm. because of just who I am. Therapy mm-hmm. uh, Nashville, though, is a good way that you guys need to get your feelings out if you can't right. talk to anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. just because it doesn't work for me doesn't mean it doesn't work for you guys. That's true. Right. That's true. Um, That's true. That's true. But she tried to come to me and tried to get me to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wouldn't say anything, though. Like, mm-hmm. I, I specifically remember the therapist trying to use basketball. This was when LeBron was in Miami. Mm-hmm. He tried to mm-hmm. use, you know, all of that to open up, yeah. get me to open up. Yeah. I wasn't biting on it. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. still not saying anything to you. I don't have yeah. anything to say. So, right. Right. because of my um, sternness and I'm not moving, mm-hmm. you can't move me, mm-hmm. it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So, I ended up telling her later on, like, yeah, I think that the divorce affected me, even though... I've seen you guys like separate. Mm-hmm. So you know how um, you can be affected by something. You see it. But mm-hmm. when it becomes official, and I think that's what the marriage was to me, like the stamp, it was official. Mm-hmm. And then months later, y'all divorced because I thought that you guys were going to make it work. Mm-hmm. Right. So the marriage to me was you guys are going to try to make this work. Mm-hmm. This means y'all have worked it out. Yeah. And now yeah. y'all divorced. Yeah. So now mm. I guess it internally tore me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't realize it because I'm like, okay, mm. pops is finna, yeah. he finna turn this around. Right, he finna right, get right. this straight. But right. it right. didn't happen that way. So wow. I think in my mind, mm. I was like, it's over with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to I, fix this. I don't know. And then you start to think that it's a you problem as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know if this is my fault. I don't know if this is something with you guys. Yeah, this is the divorce we talked yeah, about. Yeah, the divorce. You, you, you at the age you mm-hmm. were at, you were trying to figure out yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. as as tender and kids, we think everything is our fault when we right. see an, a parent mad. Mm-hmm. Right. So true. Uh, yeah. So right. we, I'm like, is yeah. it my fault? Is it my sister's fault? Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. How can I yeah. help fix this? Mm-hmm. But you know, we don't have the answers. Right. The answers right. are for them. And they couldn't really articulate that to me. Um, so I'm looking for it in other ways. Right. So yeah. I isolate myself and just think it's my fault. Yeah. So yeah. did you uh, did your so did your father ever reach out to you? So my father, he was present but not present. So mm-hmm. he was physically there, but other than that, there was nothing there. So he mm-hmm. would, you know, uh substance abuse, which mm-hmm. is a big depression thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But being yeah. My father, you thinking, this strong black brother ain't going through nothing. Yeah, yeah. But that's what society. Yeah, I told you that, yeah. that we talked about, man. Yeah. Brothers have to be strong, mm-hmm. or that's the persona that we have to try to live up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about that in previous episode. We trying to be something that they want us to be, and sometimes we can't live up to that. Mm-hmm. Then when we can't live up to it, then it caused me to be depressed. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I'm hiding behind something mm-hmm. that they think I am, and that really ain't me. Mm-hmm. I'm just hiding behind it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I never wanted him to not say, not necessarily say, be anything. Mm-hmm. I never wanted him to go outside of himself. Mm-hmm. I just wanted him to, you know, be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so when he was sober. Everything was cool. He might just be laying down watching TV, asking yeah. a question. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Once he get drunk, my man's get real talkative and annoying mm. and irritative, wow. mm-hmm. and wow. everything mm-hmm. switches. It's like you know, mm-hmm. double personalities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I can't. I I don't know how to gauge where you are today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it became yeah. A, yeah. a treacherous environment to try to step into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Right. Right. And that that part didn't necessarily affect me either because like I said I'm I'm strong willed I'm stern I stand in what I stand in mm-hmm. um so that didn't affect me 
but I know it affected my sister, it affected my mom. Mm-hmm. So as a young mm-hmm. black yeah. male, yeah. I'm trying to tell them it'll be okay. Why don't you yeah, talk to them? them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Talk to yeah. them. Let's see what we yeah. can do. And I even at one point in time in my life, because I did want him to change, mm-hmm. I went and talked to him and tried to get him to like, stop drinking and stop smoking. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those he started when he was like 12, 13 years old. He's yeah. from Pulaski. Mm-hmm. I can't do nothing with that. Yeah. So, so, then, so even think about that. So even him mm-hmm. having that issue way back when, it was never dealt with. Yep. And now it's done spilled over into his marriage life yeah, and all that. Yeah. So see, that's yeah. what we talking about, man. We got to try to kick this stuff right at them points. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At a 12-year-old young man, why did you want to... Why did you yeah, yeah, Why did you go to this man? Mm-hmm. And evidently he had a reason. It yeah. could have been peer mm-hmm. pressure. That could have been it. But it could have been some other thing. Mm-hmm. Where we talked about where he's he was masking something yeah. that happened to him. Because we talked about this too. Our brain has mm-hmm. been has been created by God in such a way that our brain can suppress the most traumatic situation mm-hmm. that we go through, and we can just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. But it's suppressed. It's still there. Looking so how back, am I yeah. dealing with it, though? Yeah. How mm-hmm. am I dealing with it? Drew, I'm dealing um, with it through doing these stuff. You know what I'm saying? Looking back at it now, would you would you say that you went through your own form of suppression along with depression just, just during your high school, just early on years? I definitely did. Because like I said, once you've seen me, mm. and let me rewind a little bit. Even when... Um, one of my friends, uh, name's Corday. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I would come to school, and if I'm upset, he told me out of his mouth. He was like, "Man, it seemed like the world stopped becoming school upset." Whenever I'm upset, like you could tell something was wrong because I was yeah. always joking, cracking up, laughing at yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would be a couple of days out of the month where I would come to school like that, and mm-hmm. and and you would you would just tell. Because I'm mm-hmm. good at suppressing, and mm-hmm. you could never mm-hmm. tell with me unless mm-hmm. I tell mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't want my problems to affect anybody else. Right. right. So I'm right. pushing that down. Right. I'll right. deal with it when right. I get to it. Right. right. But right. I don't right. want to mess up anybody else's day because I'm upset or because the problem is, you yeah. know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. yeah. bothering yeah. me. So mm-hmm. yeah. I always push and push it down. But then something little might happen, and it just brings it back up, and it wow. forces you to deal with it. it doesn't matter yeah. mm-hmm. whether you're at the grocery yeah, store, whether that's you yeah, man. Yeah. you just get mad and you get irritated out of nowhere. And yeah. So that's when I know that I got to deal with this right now. Mm-hmm. Nashville, we'll take a quick, quick segment break. This is the Black Man Ventu podcast. Good morning. segment break here guys good morning again good morning again we hope you are enjoying the podcast so far and are enjoying the bmi of depression in a black man with andrew starks uh stay with us uh we got a quick segment break here want to bring in some um nashville news this week nashville news this week and just some things to look forward to uh within the coming weeks uh that's just going on within the city nashville news weekly this is the b MVT Nashville News Weekly. Here we go, Nashville. Uh, let's start off with school. Uh, Metro Nashville Public Schools officially are back. Um, no, the parents, y'all are turned. <laughs> Kids went back to school on August the 10th, just a couple of days ago, guys. So um, glad to have the kids back, I'm sure. And I know the parents are even more excited. Let's keep it pushing. Students do not report on Labor Day. September the 6th um, Again in referencing um, This this is coming straight from the uh, Metro Nashville Public School website uh, 
uh, progress reports will be issued September the 7th. Make sure y'all are looking out for their parents. Uh, fall break will also be coming October the 11th through the 15th. Fall break, October the 11th through the 15th for all the kids in Metro. And then we also got report cards. Man, I'm snitching on the kids. Report cards will be issued October the 19th of this year. So parents, make sure y'all look out because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, y'all know how kids can be. Feel me, hiding them report cards. Let's move into Nashville News Weekly uh, with sports. Nashville will host the FIFA World Cup qualifier match on September the 5th, 2021. That's for soccer fans out there in Nashville. The Nashville Soccer Club will uh, play the Orlando City Soccer Club August the 18th, 2021 of this year at 7.30 p.m. Moving right on down the line, uh, we got more sports for you guys here in Nashville News Weekly. The Tennessee Titans, man, they finished strong in their preseason opener against the Falcons with a score of 23-3. to Logan Woodside quarterback went 10 for 15, 84 yards, one touchdown. Tighten up, Nashville. Tennessee State University will play their first game of the season against Grambling State September 5th at 3 o'clock. Go Big Blue, go Big Blue. Nashville News Weekly, this is the Black Man Ventu Podcast. We'll move into uh, our entertainment for Nashville. Desi Banks, very popular uh, social media comedian, will be performing at Zany's on September the 2nd through the 6th at 7 p.m. and at 9.15 p.m. during those dates. Man, I'm going to have to give me a ticket. I'm going to have to go see Parlay at Departments. I'm going to have to give me a ticket. <laughs> Man. And then lastly, for our entertainment for Nashville News Weekly, the Wilson County and Tennessee State Fair is now in town, Nashville, and they will be in town from August the 12th all the way up to the 21st. Nashville, this has been the Black Man Vent 2, Nashville News Weekly. Welcome back, Nashville. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Black Men Ventu Podcast. Good morning. Uh, we were touching on suppression, I believe, when we left off um, lastly before the segment. And um, I'm going to let my pops kind of chime in and get us back rolling. Yeah, so we, we was dealing with uh, just how people have to suppress tra- traumatic situations, a situation in their life. But one thing we were talking about off the cusp, man, is that that has to be dealt with. So I want to ask Andrew as we get back into this thing is how have you been able to deal with the things that you suppress because they have to come out somewhere. And that's what we see in black men, young black men and older black men is sometimes stuff comes out after, you know, we hadn't dealt with it and it's mm-hmm. done built up to a point where it's got to go somewhere. It's got to right. go. So how have you been able to deal with those situations like the one we talking about today? So a lot of the times, um, going back to sports with basketball, I just come to the court real aggressive for the day, and yeah. somebody getting punished. Yeah. I don't know, it doesn't matter who somebody getting punished. Um, other ways, uh, just doing simple stuff like hanging out with my friends, or uh, just even if we on the game and we talking, just simple conversation. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, 
we start off, you know, we just plan on playing a game, but as we play in the game, mm-hmm. we start having another little event session yeah, and talking yeah, about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right, right. Certain times, because uh, I'm a cancer for all of you Nashvillians who, you know, are into that. <laughs> so, um, a lot of the times when stuff builds up for me for a certain point, mm-hmm. I may start crying for like anywhere between 10, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I'll sit there, tears start rolling out my eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm cool. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's like me getting it out without talking about it's it. Got, right. It's got to right. get it out, man. Right. See right. that what you just said, man. I just I just can't spread this enough, man. We got these bros out here thinking there's something wrong when a dude cry. Mm-hmm. It's something wrong with you if you don't cry. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying. Right. Because at the end, I'm gonna tell you like this: if you live enough life, it's gonna make you cry. Don't cry. Or either you are gonna act out in some kind of way, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be a so negative, or it's gonna be in a way that somebody ain't gonna your parent, not your friends, or family probably ain't gonna be gonna be bothered mm-hmm. with you, mm-hmm. or you might act out in a way or even get you locked down. Yeah. you know what I'm yeah. saying. But yeah. sometimes, so that that that's that that small simple thing you said for a few seconds, mm-hmm. that's big. Man, because what you yeah. did, you released. Yeah, you released. And man. a lot of you times, I think black men think it's something. It's black men and men in general think it's something wrong with like the thought of tears, the mm-hmm. thought of crying. Right. But right. I mean, if that's your way, nobody has to see you. If that's you want to be that masculine yeah. about yeah. it, nobody has to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to get that out because, like you said, if you don't get that out, you're gonna go around aggressive all day wanting to fight anything mm-hmm. is gonna tick yeah. you off mm-hmm. you're yeah. gonna cuss the wrong person out that's that could be your last day yeah, right there on, man. it happens on, that man. fast yeah. it yeah, happens man. that fast on, i i gotta touch up on that a little bit man because I, I i am a sensitive black man i, I have to be honest i it, it, it nashville has anybody ever seen the cartoon movie up you ever seen a movie? Yeah. Up, Drew? I, I with the little old man with the. Yeah. I cried when his wife died. You know what I'm saying? Because I was just like, I was like, damn man, like the little, the little man ain't got the little balloons. Exactly. It can't. The house can't float because he ain't got his wife. You said all that to say, man, brothers, it's alright to cry, man. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a I'm a lover and a fighter. You feel yeah. me? So it's it's alright to cry, man. But just to, to touch up on that, Drew, when you did show those. Um, Emotional responses. That's really what I would call it. Um, yeah. Emotional responses. How, as your at your recovery point, what was your new goal? Like you had that ten to thirty yeah. seconds yeah. of crying, you know, getting that out. Once you had that release, where was your mindset? What was the goal? What ways then were you trying to tackle again the depression and and just how you kind of dealt with it at that age? Um, what was your new mindset just after you finally had it released? In a blunt way, and excuse my language, but just keep that shit pushing. Yeah. At some point in time, yeah. like yeah. you, you, you take your, you got your stuff building up for you. Mm-hmm. You got your release point, and then after your release point, like you said, you got to set yourself a goal of how can I not get back here? Mm-hmm. What can yeah. I do yeah. Yeah. to stop yeah. this from happening again? Mm-hmm. And so for right. that, for me, it was I would sit and I would write in my notes, or I would take a piece of paper mm-hmm. or write down all the things that like angered me for the week. Mm-hmm. And when I get mm-hmm. done, I would either burn it mm-hmm. or I would read it about two or three times. Mm-hmm. Group those, um, things I wrote down together, see if they fit in the same category mm-hmm. and just work on those categories. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after I feel like I've accomplished that and I've conquered that, mm-hmm. then I would burn that paper mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have to see it again. And it's like everything just going into the air. So now yeah. Yeah. it's in God's hands. Right. So he, he got me and he's going to 
let me know. He because he he does a good job of tapping you on your shoulder when you need refreshers Come or on, man. Yeah, to yeah, remind yeah, you for some things. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's real. He he yeah. he he tapped me. I say he punched me in my back a couple times. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, a thing. Yeah. You, you, us as black men, we need that because we don't know how to tell ourselves mm-hmm. you're doing too much yeah. or you yeah. need to settle yeah. down. Yeah. Or Because yeah. yeah. just like you, Bug, I'm yeah. very in tune with my emotions. I'm not right. afraid to communicate that to somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times... Like I said before, we we want to be masculine about it, but mm-hmm. I think that's the one time you have to be vulnerable with yourself first. Yeah. And on. I and I think too, on, bro. To be on, honest man. with you, Drew, um, you know, and I know we just springboarding back mm-hmm. and forth right now, but my biggest thing is, you know, we we as black men have to. I always worry about the reaction mm-hmm. of the person that I'm telling mm-hmm. my depressive experiences to. Yeah. I'm always worried about the reaction instead of focusing on me just getting it out mm-hmm. and not worrying about the reaction of the next man or the next woman that I'm telling them to because a part of venting is you venting. You don't have to have a response. Right, right. But you a lot of people saying? don't realize that, like you said, the way that a person reacts to what I'm telling you is going to gauge how, how I keep it. How much I'm going to keep telling you. If I come right. and vent to you, Bug, yeah. and... uh. You look at me weird while I'm talking. Yeah. I'm going to go to your pops, and I may not tell him the same thing I told you. Exactly. I'm going to tell him a little bit less. Exactly. Thinking he's going to do the same thing. Exactly. So I think exactly. people so true. People yeah. need to keep that in mind as we express ourselves, yeah. male or female. We need yeah. to keep that in mind because people, people need to hear what they need to hear mm-hmm. as not as bluntly as they can, but as true. Yeah, as they can. Just honest, just yeah. transparency, like, right? Yeah, I'm trying just to being I'm, real. I'm being yeah. real with you right now, so yeah. I need you to be real with me. Yeah, whether that's yeah. you yeah. think no it's a little, yeah. no matter what yeah. it yeah. look like, what yeah, it is. Man. If you think yeah. it's off, then just don't respond. Just let me talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But if you have something to say, give it to me. I'm, I'm yeah. already at my lowest point right now, right. so right. I can't go lower than this. Right. So just tell me what you think I need to hear. Right, right, right. Hey man, and I heard you say, say something that I was just sitting thinking about. You so for you to be able to move on, you took a systematic approach to your situation, mm-hmm. and you kind of just lined everything up, and you you hit on it one by one. Mm-hmm. You know that's almost just that's where I eat my food. People yeah. laugh at me sometimes. <laughs> Why he eat like that? But thing. I'm systematic eater. Yeah. I'm gonna eat the meats first, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat the vegetables. Then I'm gonna eat, you know that's what that's <laughs> where I do it. Man. And some people like man, it all go down the same way. Yeah, it do. Yeah, they gonna taste but, the same but, way. But guess what? That's where it is for you. Yeah. But that's not yeah. where it is for me. Yeah. And that's when we yeah. listen to somebody's problem. Mm-hmm. We can't be like, oh man, that wasn't nothing. No, yeah. it might not have been nothing to, to you, you, but yeah. to me, it was yeah. me. Yeah. Prime example. Yeah. Our our family pet of fourteen years just mm-hmm. died yesterday. Yeah. yeah. That might not be yeah. nothing to somebody that yeah. don't own a dog. Rest yeah. in but peace. but rest somebody in peace, yeah, rest yeah. in peace, King Dave. But yeah. somebody that has yeah. had a dog and been attached to that dog for fourteen years. I had to even say it myself. Mm. That hit in a different way when it hit down your street. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I got a I got a couple <laughs> things. So like um I'm gonna touch on the systematic thing first. 
I'm a very methodical person, so yeah. I'm very detailed. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. way you was yeah. going mm-hmm. about your situation, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. very mm-hmm. detailed. Uh, I like to have, I may not write it down a lot of the time, but I always have a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You may not know that right. plan, but when stuff starts unfolding, mm-hmm. the, like how you say you picked that up, when mm-hmm. you look at it, you'll be mm-hmm. like, well, this dude, we probably thought this out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. Because I right. think that for you to be able to successfully tackle any feeling that you have, Mm-hmm. You need to have a plan. Now, I mm-hmm. am one of those that if something is wrong or if we're having a problem, I'm going to talk about it right there. But mm-hmm. because I think quick, I still have a plan mm-hmm. of why we're talking about it, mm-hmm. what we're going to tackle mm-hmm. while we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I try mm-hmm. not to bring emotion into it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing uh, that Bug talked about uh, uh, with you guys is with David, how you thought that uh, you didn't say bye that last time. Yeah. So with me yeah. going back to my pops, my pops had an accident. So mm. he fell and he's he's an older guy, but he broke his vertebrae mm. wow. and they had to go through his neck to fix it. So wow. 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 I'm wow. on the way to work. Dang. When was this? Tuesday? Mm. I'm on the way to work and mom calls me and says, hey, your dad's uh, going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He was in ICU, then he went to the trauma unit. I wow. and then because um, I'm already in healthcare, so I, I know what she's talking about. And then she mm. said he had to be intubated. So as soon as she said intubated, I started crying. I tried to get mm. off the phone mm. as soon as I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And she's already trying to fight tears because once mm. you get intubated, that means you can't breathe on your own, so you yeah. have to be on a ventilator. Right, right. Um, right. and my I cried initially because I was like, damn, I haven't talked to my dad, and I don't know how long. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take, take your time. Yeah, yeah no, take yeah, your time, man. man. That's, that's, big, that's, man. that's that's really what we're here for, Nashville, yeah. man. Yeah. And um, yeah. let, let just letting Drew kind of catch itself a little bit, yeah, but yeah, that's wrong, Nashville, man. man. That's that's what we're here for, man. Um, you know, we got many, many of different uh experiences, man, that black men deal with on mm-hmm. depression, man. Mm-hmm. And um, just to touch back on a little bit um of what my pops and Drew had mentioned, uh, our dog of fourteen years, and I know we're getting a little bit sidetracked. Uh, my family dog, he passed away yesterday. And um, Drew was just mentioning that uh, I told him mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, Thursday night, um, my dog uh, normally would come to the fence. And um, every time I pull up in my parents' driveway, I'd greet him. And this particular Thursday night, I didn't. And I kid you guys not that uh, that next day, my mom had sent me the text that uh, he had died this past Friday. So um, um, spending it back to Drew, man, real quick, man, uh, bro, man, we, we, we're here for oh, you, yeah, man. man. And, uh, um, that's what this platform is for. Yeah. That's what yeah. this podcast is for, man, yes. to get these feelings out yes. uh, in transparency and honesty and in truth. Uh, to be able to get that off your chest, man, so that you can continue to live a long and fruitful life as a black man in Nashville, man. I'm going to swing it back to you, bro. So I thought that he, uh, I thought it was over with. Mm-hmm. So, and my initial thought was, damn, I ain't talked to this dude mm-hmm. in I don't know how long. Every yeah. time you try to call, yeah. he's drunk. Yeah. So, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, for me, I was like, I don't want to talk to you in that sense mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was my right. whole purpose of not talking to you as it is. So, right, right. right. Uh, that was my that was my whole thought process, mm-hmm. and it and it was selfish. Because he's hurt and he's mm-hmm. in the hospital, but right. at the same time, I'm like, I should have tried to talk to you regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it, it it tore me up. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, if this dude yeah. don't make it, yeah, that's gonna eat me up. Yeah, yeah man. Right, right. If he right. doesn't right. like, and then I went and seen him, and he woke up and he can't talk. Yeah. So he wow. can't talk right now. Yeah. So I'm like, 
Yeah. I feel like it's a blessing in disguise because he has no choice but to listen mm-hmm. without yeah. saying stuff. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I want to know that you're receiving what I'm saying. What you're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that yeah, tore right, me yeah. up because I'm like, yeah. mm, I, I need to make an effort. So I say that in Nashville to say, regardless of whatever grudge or problem you have with a person... Just get your feelings out to them Man. so you can feel relieved. Why you have yeah. time. Yeah, why you have yeah, time. Because it's the biggest thing. This yeah. day and age, yeah. people are dropping like flies. Man. Man. Come on now. And it's hard to it's hard to Man. have a clear conscience when yeah. you still holding something because yeah. Yeah. Yes, they here yeah. today, gone tomorrow, and you still have something you need to say to them. You can't say it. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. And see, and, 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 and with, with that being brought out to the open, man, Somebody might be listening to this that's dealing with a similar situation. It might be somebody that you need to go talk to mm-hmm. today. Go yeah. do it. Yeah. Go do it before yeah. it's too late because yeah. that can cause you to have a lifetime of depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd be like, all this time, I should have said something that I didn't. Then that could cause you to go into a lifetime of depression and just mm-hmm. spin out of control, man. You know what I'm yep. saying? And now you so, have yeah. substance abuse. Yeah, exactly. And all those yeah, symptoms yeah. and more, yeah, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah. When you get a chance, man, you have to try to rectify that. Because I've learned this, man, over, over my years of life, is that in forgiveness, man, if you forgive somebody, then that takes the weight off of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you don't never forgive yeah. him, then every time I see this person, you got to remind yourself, man, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm mad. Man. I can't talk to him. Ah, you can't so do sad. that, man, yeah. because every time you see them, you it's might so be cool. in a forgiving mode. Mm-hmm. Your heart might be in a forgiving place, but then you got to remind yourself, I'm mad. I it's can't so talk true. to him. I'm, so see, you so hurting true. yourself. You ain't hurting them. And it's I learned so this too. Sometimes the people that you mad at might not even know you mad at them. You mad over mm-hmm. here. They living their life. Yeah. They on yeah. Facebook smiling, chilling. Yeah. They on yeah. all the yeah. social media. They yeah. going out of town. You sit yeah. on here still mad. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times when we think about forgiveness, we think it's for that other person mm-hmm. when in actuality it's for ourselves. It's for you, man. So we can yes. move forward. So you can move forward. Close, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, Close, man. Yeah. Man, um, guys, I, I I think it's been another great one, man. It's yeah. been another another great episode, man. This is the Black Man Ventu Podcast, the BMI index of depression in a black man with uh andrew stocks bro i appreciate you yeah uh, i i really uh like being on here man y'all doing a good thing here and y'all getting a lot of good information out to folks who may not even know about it so yeah, i appreciate really. what y'all doing yeah. man yeah man yeah. hey drew man i just say we, we thank you man for being transparent i think about it i know you always like to talk because you talk to me sometimes <laughs> we talk like you you talk like you're my age sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good man but like my son said we appreciate you uh coming out man and uh until next week man i'm just gonna say what i usually say unless not come up with something new but <laughs> until next week black man don't get trapped it is what it is. It ain't what it ain't. You can do what you can and you can't what you can't. This is the Black Man Vent 2 Podcast. Good morning.